We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Basketball podcast presented by DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports. You can use the promo code ROTOHOOPS. You deposit on DraftKings. That'll get you a free contest entry today. All right. It is Thursday, February 11th, year 2016. Nick Whalen joined, as I always am, on Thursdays by RotoWire's own James Anderson. 
All-Star break almost upon us. Two more games only uh, in the NBA tonight. I, I have the luxury of being treated to go and watch uh, the Wizards-Bucks smackdown in Milwaukee tonight. Again, one of two games on the slate. That one won't be televised, but Pelicans Thunder uh, will be treated to that on TNT. Both of those 7 o'clock starts. Uh, and then the NBA is off for, I think, is it a full week until games resume? Uh. I, I don't I think, think it is. It, is it like the 18th? Yep. So back, Thursday, okay. the 18th, there's yeah, three games. Yeah, Thursday. So, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's going to be a nice little break for the people that have to write write those notes and everything. But it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, excited for the three-point shootout. That that field is, is pretty awesome. So Excited for the celebrity game. Excited <laughs> for the skills challenge. What What is your power ranking of of events for All-Star uh, Weekend as far? You can include Friday, Saturday, game, Sunday. Celebrity game dead last. What? Dead last. That's that's ahead of the skills competition. No. Nope. Nope. Tracy I, McGrady's in it. Nope. Celebrity. I, Kevin, Did you hear Kevin Tracy Hart's, McGrady's Kevin in, Hart's it. in it? No, he's coaching this year. Well, he's still he's still gonna, he, he's still gonna be around. I have a hard time believing he's not gonna find his way out of the court. He's gonna make himself the center of attention and I'm gonna hate him and there you go. Okay. Well, again, the question still stands. What is I your would, power well, rank? Okay, so uh three point first, uh rookie sophomore game second. Dunk contest third, skills challenge fourth, celebrity game fifth. I think I would mostly agree with that. I would go dunk contest one, rookie soft two, three point three. Although these last couple of years the three point shootout is, is kind of risen, I guess in in stature. Uh, but the celebrity game is not that bad. It's pretty bad, but I, it's better than I the skills challenge. Bad. The no. skills challenge is bad. I don't want to. I don't like any Shooting of the people stars. that play in the celebrity game. Like I don't like any of those celebrities. Like minus the athletes. The Property Brothers. I don't know who those people are. Do you not watch HGTV ever? No. Well, they're great. <laughs> they're really good. I don't know who anyone. I, the people I know, the celebrities I know in that game, I don't like, and the people that I don't know, I I don't know. So. I'm sorry, Wu Tang isn't playing in it. Could Wu Tang <laughs> get their own team? If Wu Tang had its own team in the celebrity <laughs> game, I would watch that. And uh, ratings would go up. Ratings so for it's the like game Team Wu Tang versus yeah. Team Celebrity. Yeah. And Team Wu Tang would win. <laughs> I'm sure they would. They probably actually would. Um, but with the All Star weekend upon us, we're a little over halfway uh, through the season. Um, so we'll go. We'll do our first half awards, and we'll do most of them. You know, some of the traditional awards: MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, etc. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about some, uh, you know, disappointment pointing players, surprising players, things like that. But let's get right into it. Are we unanimous on the first half MVP? Is there really anybody that's touched Curry? Nope. Nope. All right. Move on from there. <laughs> we can move on. Right, well, well, I mean, we should talk about it a little bit at least. Who are your two and three? Is there anyone? Well, I guess, first of all, how big of a gap is there between Curry and whoever you would have second? Uh, two, I guess, would be... I mean, it, it's there's a pretty big gap because I I'm in the camp of Curry makes it possible for Draymond to be Draymond, and then I'm also and vice in the versa camp to of, a degree. But it I think people overrate that a bit more than they and they underrate the fact that like like Curry makes everything in that offense possible. Right. And so you think Curry would be better off without Draymond than Draymond would be without Curry? Yes. Okay. I and, think that's fair. And uh, then my next, the other candidates would be Durant, Westbrook, and Kawhi. I think it's kind of impossible to pick one of the Thunder guys. And then Kawhi, you know, I think Kawhi would probably be my number two, but there, there's still a pretty big gap there. 
no love for LeBron Flocka James? <laughs> no. No, I, th- I think he, I mean, he's kind of up there by default, but I don't think LeBron's going to win another MVP. No. Uh, it's going to take one, a, probably an injury to Curry at this point, um, and some sort of, you know, cancellation between Durant and Westbrook, which is possible, but I just don't think we've seen, you know, peak LeBron, MVP type of LeBron these last couple of years, and it's hard to imagine that coming back. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going with Curry as well. I don't, I don't really think there's much of a debate at this point i mean what would have to happen for him to not win it it's it's he's a guy that you just can't see going into a slump you know he's reached that level where the it, you know maybe two or three games he plays poorly but it's it's not going to be anything prolonged to the point where it would turn any change anybody's opinion uh we were talking yesterday in the office about curry versus harden last year i think both you and i were you know, I think I think we were fine with Curry winning the MVP, but I think we were also of the belief that it could have gone to Harden, and and that would have been fine as well. And you know, watching those two match up last night, it's just it's kind of hard to fathom that that was a real debate last year. Right. So, yeah, I think I, I was definitely on the side of like Harden. Harden was more important to the Rockets than Curry was to the Warriors, and I still think that might have been the case last year. But now that that debate is just completely non-existent. Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. Uh, You're going Kawhi? Kawhi. I'm going Kawhi as well. Uh, back-to-back for him. Who's second for you? Is it Draymond? Yeah. What about Whiteside? He's he's not in the mix for me. Like, he's probably top 10. But, uh, you know, I, I, there's a handful of guys that I... I'm I'm more I'm more He's into, definitely top ten. I I'm more into guys that got, are good man to man sure defenders than like he he just kind of hangs out down low and and seeks out blocks sure. like he's not a he's good, openly doing that he's not a good like there are there are better one on one post defenders he does have the best know? defensive rating of any actual rotational but player that, though like all of those stats like i mean he's like top 10 in like pr and stuff like that sure. all of those stats are just so skewed by his blocks and they don't right. you have to like bring in like the eye test at some point on yeah. on these guys so. and i think the voters will do that right um, and like, i think the way that I, whiteside conducts himself is going to hurt him honestly too. i think i think bosch is a better defender than whiteside personally like i i think bosch can guard a variety okay. of players i think he doesn't he's a great team defender he doesn't sacrifice defense for for personal stats sure. um well i mean history says whiteside you know would have at least some sort of precedent to, to be in the race here. I mean, you look, other than Kawhi last year, before that, it was Noah Gasol, Chandler, Howard three times, think, Garnett, Camby, yeah. Wallace. I think in the mid-2000s, Whiteside's maybe running away with this award. Oh, right. From 2004 to 2014, it was a power forward or People center every single year. reward, like, no. one-on-one defense as much. I mean, no. you, got, you had guys like Jordan and Pippen making the right. first team, but, like... And it's interesting now how that's kind of flipped. You know, I think you could argue that many of the top, I mean, if you want to talk like top five candidates, how many of them are perimeter-oriented guys? Kawhi, Draymond, um, Jay Crowder would probably garner some votes. I mean, you're, I think you're kind of going away from the era of whoever blocks the most shots just gets the award. And that's, that's good because I yeah. think you, you just, blocking shots is great and it's, you got to protect the rim and everything, but it's just, it's not, it's not the be-all, end-all. All right, so we agree on that one. We agree on MVP. Rookie of the year. Uh, I know you have TJ McConnell here. 
um, I before we do that, real quick, I just want to say, uh, like, defensive wind shares. Kawhi's number one, Drummond's number two, Millsap's number three, DeAndre Jordan's number four, Millsap, and then Whiteside's number five, Draymond's number six, Paul George number seven. So I think, uh, I mean, that's something I would I would look at for sure. And Drummond, I think it's interesting. There's a big gap between Drummond and Millsap from two to three there. So mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting. So for so which one are we on now? Okay, rookie, rookie of the year. Of the year. Uh, yeah. So Carl, tell me why it's TJ McConnell. <laughs> uh, go Cats, but. You know, Rhonda Hellish Jefferson also in the mix there. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think he would have been up there. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's Towns for me. And it's Towns, Porzingis, and then a fairly big gap there for me. I think so, too. I I mean, is this going to be even close when it, when it comes down to it? I think most years, Porzingis would be a pretty clear There's going to uh, be people, one. like, I mean, there's going to be a new york faction sure. of, of writers it's not going to be unanimous. for for porzingis but i think everyone else will go towns i saw this question posed i don't know if it was on reddit or twitter a couple of days ago carl towns rookie year is the best rookie year since blank blake griffin uh, Kyrie had a nice year the team didn't do that well not, not that the, the timberwolves are doing all that well what was davis's rookie year like it wasn't great he was banged up it was, it was fine. I mean, obviously, it was a very encouraging rookie year. Uh, but I feel it wasn't. It wasn't a. I know that I feel differently about uh, Towns going forward than I did Blake. Sure, like, I, I think Towns. Blake was more, dominant though. He was he was dominant in like an old school like points and rebounds kind of way. Uh, yeah, but he also Blake had a lot of. Like I remember, sort of feeling like I I don't know how much better he can get. Like because he he came into the league. Uh, a bit older than town well he also had a year off too right so right yeah yeah so he was kind of a tech a rookie by like a technicality so towns is at 17 points 10 rebounds and just under two blocks uh that i mean rookies to average 10 rebounds um you know in recent history blake averaged 12 Emeka okafor Averaged 11, Elton Brand 10, Duncan 12. Um, I mean, it, the numbers compare, weirdly enough, like very, very similarly to Mecca Okafor's rookie year. And obviously, I think Towns is a much better player and a much more, right, a much more diverse player uh, than Okafor. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, he also shooting like eight percentage points better from the floor than Okafor was. But I think there's a case to be made that this is probably the best rookie year numbers-wise since Blake. If you want to compare him to a different position, Lillard was at you know 19 points and 7 assists as a rookie, but also somewhat of a different situation where he was handed high usage right away. Yeah, I, I think I think Davis Davis's numbers weren't quite where like Griffin's were and stuff, but I, I that was the last time I felt like... Well, Davis wasn't watching. even the rookie of the year. Yeah, we're, but I you could still kind of tell that we were, we were sure. watching a superstar develop. And that's, yeah, that's absolutely. I think. Do you think Towns has been better than Davis as a rookie? Yeah, yeah. I think he has. Yeah, I think you the game. I don't Which know if is, you were able to catch what he did last night. But I mean, some of the things that he's doing already we didn't see from Davis until year two. And I don't know if I mean we're we're going to talk a little bit about the the list I'm working on, but like that's why I think it's a legitimate discussion for. Would you rather have Towns or Davis, both in in fantasy yeah. or real life? Because Towns is better at this stage, I think, than Davis was. Who, who keeps calling or texting you? Is this the D League trying to get you on a contract <laughs> after you were hitting yeah. so many threes last night at Roto Hoops? Yeah, well, that that actually, yeah, that that's happened a couple times oh, this yeah. year. 
Um, but I, you know, I, don't, <laughs> I was limping I, around last I night. I don't, I don't have time for hoops. that. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Um, okay, most improved player. This one, I think, gets a little bit more dicey. We, we finally, ah, finally might not actually have a consensus on this one. Um, I'm, I'm going CJ McCollum. I think that's going to be kind of the popular pick right yeah, now. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to win, win it, right? But I, I don't like that, really. I don't, I don't know. I I'm, mean, I think he's... I don't like guys winning this award who are just getting it because they're getting a chance. Sure. You know, like I, I want to see like legitimate skills growth. Like right. I think I think McCollum, like I've always liked him. I, I didn't think he'd be this good, but I think the fact that he's he's been this good shows you that he probably had it in him to be right. basically this good. Like last if you year. followed McCollum in college and through right. his first couple of years, like this isn't that much of a shock. Right? No. And so I want to see guys that have legitimate like skills growth so to me i think Kawhi uh probably would be the the front runner for me just because i didn't see like there was nothing to suggest that he was going to make this leap offensively from last year to this year especially with all right well the shooting percentage especially from three and that's what i want to see is like a guy that goes from like an average shooter to a great shooter and then other guys that kind of fit that are are crab alan crab and in portland uh, jay crowder Will Barton, those are guys that I would all take ahead of McCollum just because they've they've shown that they have been like subpar players and now they're becoming legitimate assets. Crab, I don't know if I agree with quite as much, but Crowder for sure. Crowder's going to get some votes. Barton's going to get some votes. With, what's your beef with? I don't Crab? have any beef with him. I think he. I think you could put him in the same category as McCollum in that he just hadn't had opportunities. Well, he's a first round pick. I, don't I know. mean, last year, last year he shot forty one percent. This year he's shooting forty seven point five percent. Yeah, he's been uh, good. I mean, he'll get votes. So not, I don't have a huge argument with. Way him. better from from free throw line i mean he's he's just i think you know across the board you could tell that he's a guy that's been in the gym working what kind of votes do you think Kawhi will get do you think he'll have a legitimate chance to challenge mccollum or even barton or crowder for this i mean he's up 14 points from three i don't think he really figures in the mix i think honestly i think mccollum's gonna run away with it i think Kawhi. if you looked at shares of the voting uh between MVP, defensive player, and most improved. I think if you if you average those out, he might have the highest combined that we've ever seen from someone. Well, yeah, because... <clears throat> we, I mean, we've seen guys win defensive player of the year and MVP, right? Did Jordan ever do that in the same year? Uh, I feel like that had probably. to have happened. I'd, Olajuwon, I mean, it, maybe like, it had to have happened. Yeah, it's it's happened before, but I, I just don't... Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's an easy. I mean, Kawhi could finish, will finish top five in the MVP. He could finish top three in most improved, and he'll probably win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, which no, is, I, I mean, mean, that's crazy to even think about whether he wins any of them or not. Just the fact that he's actually a legitimate candidate for all those awards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Coach of the Year, who are you going with? Uh, I think it's it's Brad Stevens probably. <laughs> There's some other guys. I mean. This is I hate this award because <laughs> it's clear that you would take Greg Popovich, Rick Carlisle, Steve Kerr, like any team would trade. This is kind of like most improved coach guys. is what it is. It's or it's just which coach takes a roster that you didn't think was going to be that good. Yeah, it's, it's which you know. I don't know. That's fair though. If you're using that criteria, if you're actually making but, like, that. It's coach of the like coach of the year suggests that this was the best coach in the league this year, and nobody, nobody thinks. Well, do like, you want to give it to Pop for eighteen straight I do, years? I do kind of. <laughs> I would be fine. With, I'd be honestly be yeah, completely fine. With I that. guess it's never going to happen. Every award is like that, though. 
You no, get the voter fatigue. Not, not MVP. Then why, how come LeBron didn't win MVP from every year from 05 on? How come Derrick Rose got one? Like, you know, Jordan didn't win it every... I mean, it, Barkley I guess, stole one. Malone guess, stole one. Yeah. I mean, Nash stole one. Two. No. Nash. I thought Nash should have won the second year. Um, but... I, I don't know. I think it, it happens more with coaches. Like, coach of the year, you get you give a guy a coach of the year, and he'll get fired, like, two years later. You know? like We've or, seen it. Like it's, or that it happens, summer. It happens all the time. Like, it's not – yeah, I think it's just so subjective based on yeah. uh, players that get better. Like, I mean, the Portland thing, like, if I, if I knew McCollum was going to be this good, Crabb was going to be this good, Lillard was going to be, like, able to, to stay relatively efficient on offense – then I wouldn't have thought they were going to be so bad this year. And if I and if you thought the rest of the West was going to take the step back that it did, then you wouldn't have thought Portland was going to be I like guess. a bottom five team. So like, it's just so hard to say how much of that stats and how much of okay. that is just players performing above expectations. All right, so let's break this up then. Who is your actual coach of the year, and who is your prediction for who will win coach of the year? Uh, I'd give it to Pop. But I think Stevens, like under the criteria we always see uh, Coach of the Year awarded, I think Stevens will win it. And then I yep. think I think Frank Vogel has a case. I think Terry Stotts has a case. And I think Rick Carlisle has a case. I think it's going to come down to Stevens and Scott Stotts. Excuse me. I think Stevens maybe wins that 60-40, 70-30. Biggest surprise player. So in some ways, this is a little bit of an overlap with uh, right. with so most improved. I just but didn't want to mention. I'm not going to mention any of the guys I mentioned sure. with most improved, but... Uh, I'm surprised by how kind of fun and like Willie Cauley Stein has. I mean, it's going to be an up and down season. I mean, he's on the Kings. You can't really expect the up and up, man. You can't you can't expect too much from him in that situation. But just the fact that there have been multiple times when I thought Willie Cauley Stein had like a play that I thought was worth sharing with people. Uh, I can attest to that. And I, and I thought that. I thought that at six they kind of reached there, and I, I still think that. But I also think I'd rather have Willie Cauley Stein than Emmanuel Moutier right now. And and I was never hating hard on the Kings for passing on Moutier, but I was kind of hating on them for passing on a guy like like Winslow. Now I think that they shouldn't be getting any really any hate from anyone because a lot of teams passed on the guys they should have taken you know like miles turner devin booker guys like that i mean they they should have taken those guys but a lot of teams passed on them Uh, another guy that i think is pretty surprising is rodney hood i didn't think that he would emerge as like a legit you know i mean he might be like a top 10 shooting guard in the league right now so i didn't didn't really see that yeah tony jones um i think he's salt lake tribune was was tweeting yesterday about how he thinks hood is a top five shooting guard right now and you know you can quabble with that all you want but uh, i mean shooting guards kind of been the shallowest position in the league over the last few years and the way hoods played at least in the last month i mean double digit scoring i think in 16 mm-hmm. of his last 17 and i mean the the alec burks injury ultimately somewhat of a blessing in disguise for them i mean he's putting up basically alec burks numbers or well, he's he's better than burks you think he's better than Burks already? I, I don't like. I'm not a Burks fan at all. We've. I mean, we've. Well, does it make this. Burks expendable? If you can get rid of that deal, I don't. Why wouldn't you be able to? It's a cheap deal. Was he like four for forty? 
Yeah, but I mean, I who, wants, super who wants Burks to be their starting shooting guard? Do you want to? I don't think he has to be a starter. All right. Well, I mean, if you some can, teams would want him as a starter, though. I'd like to get rid of Philly, Burks, and Burke. If you could find a way to move both oh, yeah. of them for like a late first rounder or something like that, I'd no, do. I think I think Burke still has value. I think there's, the injuries are a concern, but I, there are teams. Out I just there don't. That want I don't see Burks. the. I don't see Burks or Burke being in this team's long term plans. I think no. they have a perfect nucleus without those sure. guys. So. Uh, definitely be willing to go forward with Hood as the starter there. Sure, I went. I had Dirk as one of my surprise players. He, you can't be surprised by Dirk, man. I shouldn't He's be, Dirk. but I, I shouldn't be because. But this you, is on me for you. For, hate you hate hard on the old guys. No, I know I do. I love. I mean, I love Dirk. Does anyone not? Have you ever heard anyone you, say they don't like Dirk? You were. You were affronted when I said Dirk should have been in the All-Star game. No, I wasn't. I was with you on that. <laughs> All right. You just wanted him over Cousins, and I, yeah, I didn't want that. That's true. I think he deserves to be in, but I, I have struggled to find who you could take out other than Kobe to put him in. I'd take Harden out. I'd, I'd be, be fine with that. I'd take Harden out and Cousins out to get Dirk. Can we just there? toss Gasol out and put Dirk in the East? Like, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> Team Wu-Tang will take him. Yeah, that's true. Team Wu-Tang um, will take Gasol. But yes, I mean, he's playing better than he was last year, and there were parts of last season where it kind of looked like you know, Dirk was starting to wind down, although he was an all-star. But, I mean, over up over 30 minutes per game, 46% from the field, 39% from three. I mean, it's been it's been mm-hmm. vintage thirty three year old plus Dirk. I mean, you know, a, a guy that's basically been this consistent uh, for the last five or six years. So I was surprised by how good he's been. Surprised by how good this Mavs team has been overall. I mean, mm-hmm. all the moving pieces uh, coming in, going out, and you know, we we already talked about Carlisle a little bit. The credit he deserves for getting that together. DeRozan's been a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, just a guy he's been so up and down throughout his career, but he's actually shooting the three ball fairly well not taking a ton but 34 percent that's by far a career high after, after shooting 28 percent last year he basically wasn't taking threes at some point so i've been pleasantly surprised by him i mean him and lowry i think have been arguably the best guard tandem in the league yeah derozan derozan gets undervalued in fantasy pretty much annually because everyone looks at the lack of three pointers he's up on that this year but even if he wasn't you know, he'd still be He's getting to the line it. almost yeah. nine times a game. Yeah. And those the shooting percentages are great. All right, so biggest surprise team. I already talked a little bit about Dallas. They're one of mine. I think Portland's kind of another obvious one, but yeah. what are the ones for you? This uh, can be this can be surprisingly good or surprisingly right. bad. I, I went surprisingly bad. I think the Pelicans well, Pelicans and Rockets, I should say. Like uh, the Pelicans, am I right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. That's, you're exactly right. Um Thanks. Yeah, the the Pelicans and the Rockets, I both thought. I thought the Rockets were going to get maybe the two seed. Uh, I actually, not. I shouldn't say maybe. I thought they were going to get the two seed. Uh, <laughs> Don't qualify this. And the Pelicans, I thought, were going to challenge for maybe a five seed, you know, six seed. At worst, like a seven seed. You know, I thought the Pelicans were a shoe in, and then it was going to be between, like, the Jazz and the Suns and the T-Wolves or whoever for that eight seed. Pelicans aren't making the playoffs. That's that's a lock. And the Rockets aren't going to have uh, home home court in the first round. That's a lock. So they're not even in the playoffs right, right. now. I mean, I I think they I think they get in just because I think some of the teams like ahead of them are aren't going to. I mean, I think the Grizzlies could easily fall out. Uh, and the I mean, I, I don't really buy the Blazers being better than the Rockets the rest of the way, but. Yeah, both of those teams are just big time disappointments. I'm glad I didn't have any money on them to does do this, what I thought they would do this year. Does this Rockets team kind of remind you of the Dwight Lakers a little bit? 
expectations were high. They hovered around the eight seed, nine seed, basically all season. Nobody knew if they were going to make the playoffs until the last couple of weeks. They sneak in, and yeah. everybody says, oh, "I don't know. Look at the talent. They could be. They could be a tough eight seed." And then they just wilt. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I, I think that they're more dangerous than that Lakers team because they do have a really, really good player in his prime in James Harden, who is, uh, you know, got, got a coach fired. <laughs> yeah, Thought that's where that was going. <laughs> Jet? Go Cats. <laughs> um, that Harden, Harden is, he got a coach fired. He takes nights off. He doesn't play defense, but in a playoff series he could start <laughs> trying like on every play and carry a team to you break a, it a over a small win. sample like, size right like it, i mean it's all about effort with him and like he t- that's that's how the rockets upset the clippers is because harden just played out of his mind and like maximized his his talent and his abilities i think there there wasn't a player on that lakers team that could flip a switch and carry a team no. to a, to a playoff series win. So I, I think they're, they're different in that regard, but they're equally just a complete underwhelming uh, crop of players based on the talent level. Right. It'll be interesting to see if they make a move because I mean, Maury hasn't really been shy to, to shake things up with them. What do you think happened in that, that meeting between Maury oh. Howard Harden and Bickerstaff? Like was Maury just calling both guys out and just being like, I picture it like a be, like being guys. called into the principal's office. I bet was Harden wearing sunglasses during that meeting. No, but he was on his phone. Was he? Yeah, was he was he, on his was phone, he texting under the, the table. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, that's a great question. I don't. I can't get a read on Harden. You know, I think he he doesn't seem like a. He's not like a flamboyant, you know, he's not going to get up in your face and yell at you, but he also doesn't seem like a complete slouch, you know? Like, I don't think he's just not, I don't think he just doesn't care. I don't, I think that one of the knocks I've heard with him is, you know, he's he's into being a celebrity more than he is a basketball player. I think he really wants to be thought of as the best player in the league because he thinks that, because like when they play like Drew League games and pickup games, like, a lot of guys will just say that he's like straight up the best player on the court and he thinks of himself that way. And in like any given possession, he thinks he can score on anybody. And so he wants to be thought of that way, but he doesn't necessarily the winning part. I don't think is winning's not first for him. I think it's, he he wants to win so that he can get that notoriety of being like, one of the greats, but he doesn't care about winning on a night-to-night like basis. Winning is a byproduct of getting the MVP right, as opposed right. to the MVP being a byproduct right. of winning. Right. Like, sure. I mean, I think he'd love to win a finals, but he doesn't approach like day and night. You know, his, his work ethic isn't about getting to the finals. Right. That's a good point. I think, I think too often players are criticized as saying they don't care about winning. Like no player doesn't want right. to win. There isn't right. a player out there who doesn't want their team. He to wants do well. to win on his own terms. Well, and he also doesn't like, like to me, like Kawhi is a guy that every single thing he does is about trying right. to win games, and he doesn't really care about anything per- on a personal level. Like, I mean, the, like I think I think it's unfair to say that Harden plays for himself. I don't I don't think he ever makes a decision and says this is better for me, even though it's not better for the team. I think he genuinely thinks. Hey, me taking 11 three-pointers mm-hmm. is the best way that we can win. I think it's a mindset issue, not a selfishness issue necessarily. And I think guys, everybody thinks that they can be, every star but thinks that they can be that guy, but they don't understand the work defense that needs to is, be. Defense is yes. like all effort, basically. Oh, sure. And he, and he 
just completely no shows in that regard so much yep. that it's very disappointing the regression there because he he was praised so much for right. improving defensively and well, then just just well, it collapsed. Was like he was getting praised for like no longer sucking. It wasn't like he'd become like really good. It was just like, oh, he's no longer a complete and utter liability on defense. And then he kind of got that praise and was like, all right, good. We put that to bed. Like now I can just go back to being me. Like <laughs> now that I'm officially a good defender, I don't <laughs> yeah, need to play. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not how it works, especially uh, with the thing called the internet. Most disappointing player. Maybe I see James Harden I, pops I, up on your list. I here. mentioned Harden here, but he's, he's third, which is like, Oh, that's a ranking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have him in order. Uh, Wiggins, oh, Wiggins. This is, is tough for you. Wiggins is most disappointing because I take it so personally because and you I've, should. I've been his biggest fan for, for a while or just fan of his game for a while. And his, his inability to a be a good three point shooter or just a passable three point shooter and be like the fact that he's not averaging a, a steal, one steal per game, or one block per game, given his physical traits and athleticism and minutes and, you know, guarding high-volume shooters and everything like that. Like, it's it's insane to me, and I, I just don't understand it. Uh, I want to I wanna blame Sam Mitchell as much as possible, but it's also, you know, it's not Sam Mitchell's... Sam Mitchell's not the reason he's not getting a steal and a block per game. Like that's, that's you don't on, know that. <laughs> that's on Wiggins. Like the three point thing, I could see being Mitchell's fault because they're not emphasizing taking threes and they're not running. I mean, who knows what they're doing on offense? But it's not. I it's, don't know. It's not optimal. And so I, I could give him a pass on that. I still think Wiggins long term could be like a thirty three. Maybe thirty six percent three point shooter. You're gonna say points per game? No, 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 no. My God, no. Um, but like the defense thing, just to me is is dumbfounding because I, I watched, you know, that Kobe Wiggins game. That everyone was talking about like if you watched Wiggins play a D on Kobe in that game, or or even not on Kobe, he's just not quick off the floor. Like he he doesn't contest shots the way that he should. He gets you know, in good defensive position and everything, but he doesn't, he's not opportunistic. He just kind of gets there and then tries to stay in front of his guy. It's not, uh, it's just, he's leaving a lot on the table in that regard. Uh, Is there something missing with him? I I mean, one of those kind of, it's indefinable. He just, he just doesn't have it. I think he's going to, I could see him getting to the point where he's like a 27 points a game guy that averages like, five rebounds two assists i think he could end up (laughs) it's like i don't want to say rudy gay but i could totally see him being that type of player where in in six years it's you know he gets traded somewhere and it's like uh you know he's a name but the production hasn't been there he can score right you know he's like unguardable on the block he'll get to a point where he can hit open threes every now and then he'll have a month where you just you just think like all right here we go and then score like 50 you know 55 a couple a couple times but it's just the the other stuff the non-scoring stuff to me is just it's crazy how how lack of how the lack of production the nice thing is they have carl towns and they're gonna get another top five pick so wiggins maybe can get away with just being a good perimeter defender once he develops some strength and being a scorer that's fine how concerned are you about that report it was kevin ding bleacher report 
Uh, I, I think oh, I mentioned right. this to you last week about Wiggins apparently skipping. And it's, it's not like he's, you know, there's no showing. They're voluntary, but he's skipping team lifting sessions. And, I mean, it's kind of obvious. He, he looks, I think, skinnier than last year. I mean, <laughs> with a guy like him, do you think adding get, strength is lean. necessary? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's pretty good as it is, but I just think for him to reach that next level, I, I don't really care about the strength like me I, I think he should be lifting more but to me that's like 10th on the list of of things he needs yeah, to be yeah, focused yeah. on like there's just so much so much in terms of of potential left on the table right now yes. in in his overall game and then anthony davis if you i mean anthony davis has if anything regressed slightly based on his his numbers from from last year and i know a lot of that's uh you know nagging injuries poor play by his teammates but i mean a lot of that was the case last year i just i thought this was going to be the year that he took a leap i made a bet before the season like a legitimate bet i placed money on him winning mvp and so that kind of tells you where i thought he was going this at least year. he didn't bet on harden <laughs> i mean yeah that's true i mean wiggins probably will yeah finish higher on balance than harden but uh yeah i mean he's he's been disappointed too I'm going to go, I mean, Harden's on my list. Yeah, you could certainly make an argument for Davis and Wiggins, but uh, Jabari Parker, a guy that I've I've mentioned once or twice, I think, on a podcast or two. Um, I mean, you talk about have Wiggins. Have talked about him on this list? We, on this I play. think we have. I think I might have gone on a rant or seven. Um, but when we talk about Wiggins being disappointed, like Parker takes disappointing to another level, if you want to, if you want to compare those two. I mean, this was kind of going to be a, you know, LeBron mellow type of situation as far as comparing draft classes and i don't know that wiggins you know wiggins and parker aren't aren't the caliber players or prospects even of mellow and lebron but that type of thing you know one or the other which choice should you have made and i mean even even we have we both have these guys listed as they're one and two draft picks and they're both listed as our, our most disappointing players uh to basically a year and a half in and with parker you know i've talked to a lot of bucks people about this and consistency hasn't necessarily been an issue he's just been consistently mediocre you know shooting Mm -hmm. a good percentage basically taking all of the shots around the rim and that's a big part of it he's really been terrible anywhere else his heat map is pretty disgusting um but what's concerning to me is he doesn't even have those nights where he shows big time flashes you know with wiggins there's some nights where he'll he'll go two of 13 from the field six points two rebounds and you know you don't love it but then three nights later he'll go for 37 you know with eight rebounds like Parker's ceiling this year has been, I think he had 21 points once, and the last basket came when the Bucks were down, and it was he just put it in at the buzzer. Uh, so one 20-point game on the year. I mean, the knee issue, yeah, I think that's kind of being used as the main crutch right now. You know, he hasn't even been back for a full year, whatever, whatever. Um, Paul George snapped his leg, and he's basically been playing at an MVP level for a lot of this year. So I, I don't like to hear that argument very much. But is, well, is he disappointing? He hasn't flashed anything. You like, so you expected a lot more than this because I didn't. I, he's like right where I. I know you've never been high in him, so you've been right all along in this. I didn't. But you props go to you for that. But you like thought this year he'd take like a legitimate like step forward. Yeah, I don't. I think of course. I think the expectation was that. I don't, I don't even know what I was expecting, to be honest. I wasn't expecting him to average 18 points per game, but I was expecting there to be nights where he would he would control the game mm-hmm. a lot like Wiggins did last season. Even if it's not in a win, it could be a game where he goes for 18 points and a half, you know, and it's been, 
He just scores on cuts. He's explosive. That's that's been fun to watch. I mean, the ex- that's that's the argument against the knee thing for me. Is everyone says, how can you expect him to, to play this well when he's coming off an ACL? He looks more athletic than he ever has mm-hmm. since the knee injury. That's not been an issue. It's just it's been a confidence issue. He can't shoot the ball whatsoever outside of the lane. I I think they're playing him out of position. He's been horrendous defensively. One of the probably one of the five worst defensive players uh, among regular rotation players in the entire league. So. But even defensively, like I'm, I'm fine with that. He's basically a rookie. Like I don't expect great defense from rookies. But you gotta, for a guy who's entrusted to be a future number one option, that's what the expectation was. Mm-hmm. And maybe those expectations weren't fair. You gotta have nights where you flash that potential, and that has not happened one time this entire season. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think you're right. Um, I I didn't I did not see this coming. But I mean, overall, I think if you're someone that is a Bucks fan or was high on Jabari coming in. I think this is kind of just a microcosm of like that class was supposed to be the best class right. since the LeBron class. And in fact, this year's class is going to be go down as right. maybe the best class. I, I actually think this year's class is a lot like that. Was that 97 when it was Kobe, Kobe Nash, AI, kid can be like yep. that, that not kid. But, not, uh, no, he was, yeah, he was earlier, you're right. Uh, but, you're like, right. That, that one where it was, like, more, it was just so deep. Like, the, the LeBron mellow one is just crazy because it's, you know, multiple Hall right. of Famers at the top. But this one reminds me a lot of that uh, that Kobe. You're talking AI about the one with that kind of iconic slam picture. Cover. Yeah, that yeah. cover. Um, so that one had, I'm trying to look back here. Was that 97? I think it was 96, I think. 96, T-Mac 97. was 97. 96, 96. So, yeah, 96. Yeah. Iverson, Camby, Abdurrahim, Marbury, Ray Allen are your top five picks. Yeah. Antoine Walker, who, right. you know, was a good NBA player, six. Lorenzen Wright played uh, several years. Kerry Kittles, Eric Dampier, Kobe, Peja, Nash, Jermaine <laughs> O'Neal. Right. I think I think that's the same thing where you look at, right. you're going all the way down. Jermaine O'Neal's at 17. Yeah. You know, you're looking at, Mid to late first round, you're still getting very good players. And I think that's that's a great parallel to make with this 2016 class. Like, you could almost go down. Like, I'm trying to I, – I don't have it in front of me. I mean, you might, like, have – I have it. Like, Moutier might be a bust. Um, I mean, too early to say – right. too early to say any of these guys are a bust. Sure. But, like, if you were to pick the Kaminsky. busts, you'd have to – I mean, I, st- I still don't think it's too early to say he's, he's not going to be a solid rotation player. But, like, you'd have to go to – Probably like Rozier right. and maybe Vaughn to look at guys that could legitimately like not be in the league in two yeah, or three yeah, yeah. years. Like and whereas- this and this leads us into our next question: most disappointing rookie. And I, I was going to say basically exactly what you just said. Like you look down the list and there's nobody that you can definitively say you're out on yet, right? I mean, until you like you said, until you get to Rozier and even him, like he hasn't really had a chance. So he I didn't look great, but, but, but I didn't think Rozier. No, was, that I was, didn't even I didn't even think he was like a first round. No, no, I don't know. If, I think so, people thought. I think people thought Boston was looking at him at 28, right? And then they take him at so, 16. Yeah, that that one that one to me, I I, I don't think he's disappointing because I didn't expect anything. Uh, Moutier, I yeah. wasn't that high on, but he's still been even worse than I thought he'd be. He's been bad. And then the one that's been the most confusing for me is Winslow, just because he could shoot in college, like that. Like so people, Jabari Parker. People say that. Well. Yes. Like Winslow had like a legit like three point shot. He was like a forty two percent shooter. He'd rise up. Like Jabari's jumpers always looked a little like kind of rec leaguey, sort of like kind of LeBron, not, like current LeBron-y, if that makes not sense. Not 
yeah, like not good form, not Rattled good spin, in. not good arc. Yep. Um, whereas Winslow like looked like a legitimate shooter in college. Like in he the looked, tournament, he was incredible. He looked like a guy that could shoot like forty percent from three at some point in the NBA. That could still happen, obviously. Hasn't happened so far. So I mean, to, obviously, he's been a stud on defense. Everyone, I think, everyone still kind of looks at him as a legitimate uh, piece moving forward. But I, I, he's got a long ways to go to kind of become the player I thought he was going to be. What's a shame about Winslow is Miami is so so desperate for shooting. Like if he could just shoot yeah. a little bit, I yeah. think he would play a lot more than he does. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with the, with the names that you mentioned. Winslow, to me, I. That specific part of his game has been disappointing, but overall, I think I'm fine with where he's at. Turner's been a nice surprise. I mean, if you look down the list, it, Hazonia, you know, we haven't really seen enough of him to declare anything. Moutier, I do like the way they're handling this, taking the anti-Byron Scott approach and just letting him play through it. They know, they know they're not winning anything. Stanley Johnson has looked okay in limited minutes. Even Kaminsky. I, when you look at Kaminsky from the perspective of, would you rather have this guy who's shooting 40% and averaging six rebounds per 36, or would you rather have four first-round picks? Then I think you maybe can color it in that light. But even him, he hasn't been a complete bust. Trey Lyles, a guy I was not very high on at all. Uh, he's played well at 12, Booker, Payne, My, even Miles Turner. Miles Turner's probably the guy that I was... Uh, well, poor Zingas is the guy I was most wrong about. Uh, sure. Not even close, but like Miles Turner is the guy that I was just not... like. I, I thought he should be a lottery pick, but I didn't see i didn't see him becoming maybe one of the top five or six guys from this draft and i think that's definitely on the table right absolutely we'll do another pod i've had this one saved up for a while we'll do a pod sometime just on draft picks that we were wrong about because there are plenty (laughs) and i love i i have no problem like admitting the ones i was wrong about no because then that gives me the freedom to to praise myself for the ones i was right about (laughs) you can't just you can't just pump up the the ones you're right about but because i mean there's obviously going to be ones you're dead wrong about exactly all right fantasy football may be winding down in fact it's already over but draftkings.com is not messing around draftkings is america's favorite one week fantasy site where you can win enormous cash prizes every week you already researched the players for your season-long teams Turn that knowledge into instant cash at DraftKings.com. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into 4000 in one weekend. Another one, 100 grand, his first time ever playing. This season alone, six players have won a million dollars in one day just playing fantasy. Keep your season-long league where it is, but also play one-week fantasy at DraftKings.com to win huge cash this weekend. Head over to DraftKings.com now. Enter the promo code ROTOHOOPS. That'll give you free entry with your first deposit. Again, at DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter Roto Hoops for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. All right, so we have two more or a few more topics to get to. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them as we always seem to go too long on our first topic. Um, do you want to start with the young cores? Yeah, yeah. yeah I will, this, so the you know this kind of prompted by Rodney Hood going off the other night. Uh, Charles Barkley said he'd, he'd take Utah's young core over anyone else's young core and i don't necessarily think he's wrong but noted I just basketball savant yeah, charles barkley yeah, uh, yeah don't get me started um <laughs> but so to me there's only three or four teams that i would even put in the mix here you you noted a few more than that um <laughs> uh what are you I, laughing at i would i what would you not include at? i would not include milwaukee here hey I would not. Talking in, about? I would not include Philly here. That entire core is young. I would. 
it's a young core. That doesn't mean it needs to be discussed in which is the best young core. Like they're just outside the playoff. Obviously, it's not that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, who? If you could take any of okay, so we have Utah, Milwaukee, Detroit, Orlando, Philly, Phoenix, Minnesota. I did stretch on a couple of these. If you could take, let's just do. We'll do your top five. So who's who's number who's number one for you? Minnesota is number one, assuming that another top five pick is coming. Even if it falls out of the top five, that's still another. Fair assumption. Yeah. Uh, And you can do that for the rest of these teams, too. Minnesota's one. I think Utah has to be two just because of how many guys, Mm -hmm. the pure volume. I, I, I think Minnesota has... If you just the fact that they have towns, well, right. If you combine those two rosters, Minnesota, depending on who they get the draft, might have two or three, the top two or three in that whole list. But Utah has the next, you know, Mm -hmm. six or seven with Exum, Burke, Favors, Gobert, Hood, Lyles, Burks, Hayward. Um, I think that's two. I guess. You know, I'm tempted to go Phoenix because Bloodsoe's young. Like I just don't. I love T.J. Warren. To me, like a, a guy like Bledsoe doesn't count, and a guy like no. Hayward doesn't count because okay. they're guys that have already gotten their second deals. Okay, and like so to me, it's it's guys that are still on like rookie All right, deals. Fine. All right, so we'll throw out Phoenix then. I guess the Lakers. I, I think the, Randall the Lakers would be third for me because I'm still really bullish on D'Angelo Russell once they get that that terrible man out right. of there. Uh, and Randall's been been impressive. <laughs> you shall remain nameless. Yeah, I mean, and the Lakers are in. The, I mean, they could get a top three pick. So sure, that would be that's true. Be nasty. Um, Philadelphia is interesting because of the the potential to get two really high picks in this draft. I'm I'm out on them unless they if if wait they, wait wait what <laughs> I, I said it I'm out on the Sixers. <laughs> All right, uh, unless they get. Unless they get uh, Ben Simmons, then I just don't see how this team moves forward. Like, they, they're getting Saric. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even include Covington on here. I mean, that's shout-out to DJ Trainer, his favorite player. sandwich, Covington. Uh, Co- <laughs> Covington sucks. But, I mean, Ish Smith really should be, like, your ninth man. He should be, like, your Barbosa type of player. But uh, you have Noel Okafor and Bede, who may never play, uh, and Saric, who we haven't seen yet, and Okafor and Noel don't play well together. Neither of them can can stretch at all, and so you you basically need to get that one like kind of go to score that can can handle and create and everything like that. And that's that's basically Simmons. If they don't get him, then I just I just don't if, see anything. If they get like Simmons that. though, and Saric ends up being anything close to the real deal, all of a sudden their their fortunes flip dramatically overnight. Right. But I so I would take I would take Detroit, Milwaukee, <laughs> Phoenix. I would take I'd take all those Orlando, I'd take all those those cores over over the Sixers though right now. Orlando to me is similar to Utah but just worse. All around, they have they have so many young guys, but they're all just not as appealing to me. You know, I, I'd, I like them. I just don't. I don't love any of them to turn into a real star. So I think I'd go. I think fourth. So after the Lakers, it's just a crapshoot. After the Lakers, I think I might actually go Orlando fourth, and then maybe Milwaukee fifth. Hey, all right. Uh, what about the Pistons? I know you said you don't want to count guys around their second deal, so Drummond. Um, to me, it's basically just Drummond and he's twenty-two. And Stanley and KCP. Yeah, I guess. I mean, okay. Would you rather have Drummond, KCP, Johnson, or Parker, Giannis, 
Middleton's dicey to count, but I guess I'll we'll say, I mean, we'll say Parker Giannis Middleton or KCP Drummond Stanley Johnson. I kind of want to throw Reggie Jackson there, although, I mean, he's 25 on his second deal, but I think I would take Detroit. I yeah, think Drummond I think is so probably the best asset of all those. And I love Giannis. Would you take Drummond, Johnson, KCP over Booker, Warren, Len? Yes, because I yeah. Alex Len. Would you would you take <laughs> the that, weakest link? Would you take the Detroit three over any three that you want to list on the Magic? Like any one of those players? So no, like so. Say you want to go deep. Oh, oh yeah, I would take Depot Gordon. Detroit. I mean, Drummond is such a huge asset at his age that so, it's, you can't. So he trumps Detroit, everybody. Detroit should be. Would you take the Drummond, KCP, Johnson over D'Angelo, Randall, Clarkson? Yeah, I mean it's Drummond, man. I I love Drummond. I think I, I think I would too, just because I don't I don't like Clarkson. If Randall was three inches taller or two inches taller, maybe we're if having they, a different conversation. What about Russell Randall and a top three pick versus Drummond, KCP, and Johnson? Uh, if that's a top two pick, if it's a top if two, it's pick, a top it's two like, pick, I like it. It has to be a top two pick. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's the caveat yeah, with this draft. You want it? You want it to be? Uh, you want it to be top two? Okay, so we can try. I think we can get through both of these next two right. topics. Um, so this is one I just came up with the other day for no reason really at all. But guys who kind of entered the league around the same time, contemporaries um, for the most part, all kind of exiting the league around the same time. I want you to rank these five guys in terms of all-time greatness, just in your own subjective opinion. Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pius, and Dirk Nowitzki. All right. Uh... We're going to have the same first guy and the same last guy. So I'll go Duncan number one. Okay. And Pierce last. Yep. I think those are pretty hard. That, that's easy. You could argue Kobe at number one, I think, but I don't think you could argue anybody other than Pierce at, at five. Right. And even if you argued Kobe at, at one, I would think slightly less of you if you did. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad I did. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just anyone out there. If you if you think Kobe has had a better career than Duncan, I would take take great issue with that. Uh, <laughs> That's a. Fight. Are you challenging yeah, anyone? To would, like anyone? Fight? Anyone that wants to wants to throw down on Twitter? Seven forty Regent Street, know. Madison, yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah. We'll be uh, here. So I'm gonna go Dirk two or no Dirk three. I'm gonna go Kobe two, Dirk three, and I actually think. I think it's closer, but Dirk, Dirk and Kobe is closer to me than Kobe and Duncan just because of the making teammates better, the longevity, the uh, kind of consistency, the lack of, <laughs> are you backing away out of, out of protest? I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just thinking. I'm just so thinking. like Dirk, Dirk should have won two titles. That that Heat one was uh, a travesty, and so D- Dirk should have won two titles as the best player on a team where the second best player was probably guys like. Let's see, on the first one, it would have been who who was the second best player on that first Mavs team? Like, I uh, Michael Finley. <laughs> yeah, it might have been like Michael Finley. Uh, There's the probably someone else. Second forgetting. best player on that that second title team would have been either Kidd or Tyson Chandler. Sean Marion. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy that just completely carried role players. I mean, these were all role players he was playing against, playing with, 
and and should have carried them to two titles, carried them to one over a team with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. And then you look at Kobe's titles, he's playing with Shaq for three of them. He's playing with Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum for, for the other two. I just I don't really see the case that, that Kobe did more with less than Dirk did or, or that Kobe made his teammates better than Dirk did or that, I mean, just in terms of a guy that I'd want to have as as a building block to build around, like Dirk is still sure. a, a playoff contending front man, whereas Kobe, you, you legitimately couldn't form a team around Kobe with Kobe being the best player. And so I'd go Dirk uh, three, but just by a nose, like Kobe... I mean, it's so close for me. And then KG four. I think there's there's a gap there between Dirk and Dirk and KG. All right. So one, the starting lineup in Game Six of that 06 Finals against the Heat for Dallas was Dirk, Jason Terry, Josh Howard, Devin Harris, and Sagana Jop. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were right. I mean, I think you could argue Jason Terry. He took 25 shots in that Game Six. <laughs> I think he might have been the second best yeah. player. But Josh Howard actually was good back then. Yeah. But still, it's Josh Howard. Um, he was really good at smoking weed. Oh, one of the better <laughs> weed smokers we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so I've Duncan won uh, I mean, five titles, 15 All-Star mm-hmm. games, two MVPs, three finals MVPs, 10-time first-team All-NBA. We can keep going in this, you know. Um, Kobe at two, kind of by default. I think KG's three for me. And it, it, I love Derek as much as anybody, but you look at the accomplishments. The rest of these guys, or the top three at least, you know, Kobe – uh, nine-time first-team all-defense, which seems a little high. Duncan, eight-time first-team all-defense. KG, nine-time first-team all-defense. Dirk has been a subpar defender his entire career. And I think the, the argument he's for Dirk... He's been a good team defender. Sure, that's, yeah, that's true. The argument for Dirk is that he, he's had the best longevity of any of these guys, right? He's still aver- We just talked about it. He's averaging almost 18 points a game at age 37. His game has aged the best. Oh, by far. Because... Uh, Duncan's been pretty good. But I, I think it'd be valuable. interesting to compare KG supporting cast and Dirk supporting cast because Dirk to me had a game that could carry a team to a finals, whereas yes. KG's well, game, did. yeah, KG's game was great, but like he couldn't lift a team on his back and carry them to the finals because his game was so kind of well rounded. Right, like he couldn't just you he's not just a one on one scorer. Yeah, like you Dirk couldn't can just be. be like, hey, KG, go get us a bucket here. Like and you could. Well, you needed someone to, you know, make a play and swing it to him for an open jumper, whereas Dirk could get you that jumper without the play. Right. And so, yeah, he didn't, KG didn't win a title until he had two guys around him that could get those buckets. Is there an argument to be made that Kobe Bryant has had the best teammates around him for his entire career than more, more so than any superstar, maybe other than Duncan? He's had way better teammates than Duncan. Well, I mean, well, I don't Shaq, know. Shaq for like. Well, sure, five but when you years. take into account consistent, <laughs> consistency and all that, I mean, it, like Duncan. Duncan's got two Hall of Famers next to him for his entire career, plus Robinson at the beginning. I mean, Tony Parker, like Pau Gasol, to me is okay. Well, you're, either way, you're answering my question. Like Kobe's had the best yeah, teammates yeah, yeah. of any superstar ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't know because then you have Jordan too, and it's like he had some pretty great cast members. But yeah, you get Shaq for the first half of your career. You know, there's a stretch there for two or three years where the Lakers were terrible, but all of a sudden they get Bynum when he was at the peak of his powers, which people forget Bynum, Bynum was, was a monster. Bynum was awesome for like two and a half years. Gasol. Gasol was great. Odom was yeah. a, basically an all-star. Like that, that front line, that Odom, Gasol, Duncan, or uh, Gasol, Bynum, 
front line was insane. Like that, those guys were all in their prime at the same time next to Kobe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think Duncan has. You 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 say Manu and Parker are Hall of Famers. I think that those are going to be kind of they won titles with Duncan, so they're Hall of Famers. Like if if you yeah. put Parker and Manu on like non. Uh, contenders for their whole career. Nobody even blinks about keeping sure. them out of the hall. So I All think right. Duncan carried guys. He made guys Hall of Famers, whereas Kobe just happened to play with guys that are going to go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's true. All right, and we agree Pierce is five. Great career. One title, <laughs> 10-time All-Star, yeah. Finals MVP, never a first-team All-NBA guy. Every one of the, the rest of these guys have all been first-team All-NBA at yeah. least four times. Um Pierce is fourth and made threes all-time, which I, I wouldn't have necessarily guessed. Eighth in free throws made. First ballot Hall of Famer, but mm-hmm. not necessarily in the same class as these guys, in my opinion. All right, quick question. We'll do this one. Uh, we'll do this one quickly. Would you trade Carl Anthony Towns for anyone in the NBA right now? And there's two ways to look at this. We could do it if you want to look at it taking current contracts into account, where you would say, you know, you probably wouldn't trade him for KD because KD could be a free agent. Or we could do it in a vacuum and just say this guy or this guy straight up. How about we just say for the next four years? Assuming that. They'll stay with that team for four years? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do that. So I would trade him... I would trade him for Curry. Same. I would trade him for Westbrook. I would trade him for Durant. I would trade him for... Kawhi. That's a tough one. LeBron? I wouldn't trade him for I LeBron. think you have to trade him for LeBron because you instantly become a title contender. Four years? But I think I think we're really, really, really close to the end of LeBron's run at, as a... I don't think so. So I, I'm not trading Towns for LeBron. Okay. I think Davis Davis and uh, Kawhi are the two where I'm on the fence. I'll throw LeBron. I think I Davis. Think those four to me, are it's, it's tough. I, the only slam dunks for me are... Are Steph and the two OKC mm-hmm. guys? Okay, I think that's fair. I would say about the same thing. Um, do both sides say no to a Porzingis for Towns swap, or do you think the Knicks would do it? I think the Knicks would do it. I don't think they would. I think I think they want Porzingis is their dude. They're behind him. I mean, he's shooting like forty two percent. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I know that they love him. They love that they got him at four. Right. They would trade him for Towns. <sighs> I think if you, it would be this is the inev- it would be would irresponsible be. to not. But this is the in a vacuum argument. Yes, for sure <laughs> they do it. But given all the the hype, like Knicks fans would be devastated. I don't know if they would want to I trade think, him for anyone. I think they'd get over it. They'd get over it. Really, yeah, I, really think, I think they would. Fine. I just wanted to ask you that one quickly. I thought that was interesting. Um, all right. Do you need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. It's used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from drag and drop editor there is no coding needed you don't need to be a programmer nor do you need to be a designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy worrying about your budget too busy scheduling appointments too busy to build a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and it's free. Go to Wix, that's W-I-X.com, to create your own website today. The result is stunning. 
All right. So it's that time. What do you have for me this week? The time we've all been waiting for. Name that movie. <coughs> Noted movie buff, Nick Whalen. So, so I want to make it clear here that Whalen does not like it when I offer up movies that have one word in the title. Uh, and I think those are the funniest because... There's not enough clues. I need clues. I, the funniest is when there aren't clues, though. Like, okay. So I'll start you off with one. Uh, lob that, me a softball here. Yeah, this one... You probably haven't seen, but you should at it's least be able to bet. get. You should be able to at least get close on the description. All right, so, enemy of the state. Jeez, no, I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> not sure I've ever heard of it either. <laughs> enemy of the state. Uh, can I get a genre, please? Uh, drama slash action. Can you use it in a sentence? I was on the edge of my seat for the final half hour of Enemy of the State. I was thinking this was like a Chris Rock movie. Is there one with Head of State? What is that about? That's Chris Rock oh, okay. for president. Ah, all right. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. That's, what, that's the direction I was going here. <laughs> uh, well, Enemy of the State. Um, well, I think Chris Rock is in this one, too. He might be. Isn't he? It's a sequel to... Plays so a, after he, he, he plays a minor role. Right. Well, after Chris Rock becomes the president and head of state. Uh, Would it, you know, how, about I, how about I just give you the the top three leads? Yeah. And you might not even know who a couple of these guys are because hey, they're, they're don't, older guys. Don't patronize me. Let's go. The lead is Will Smith. The I've heard of him. Second, second is Gene Hackman. Third don't is know John who that Boyd. Is. Don't know who that is. <laughs> so Chris Rock's oh, vice president true. from head of state, sure. Will Smith. Sure is now the president. The things go south very, very quickly. And, you know, that's kind of where the title comes in, Enemy of the State. Uh, And basically the government turns on him, and it's Will Smith versus the government. Um, And, you know, we kind of know what happens from there on out, and, you know, events transpire, uh, relationships are broken, bridges are burned, uh, and that's that, really. I think that probably just about sums it up. Mm -hmm. Is that close? Uh... No, not really. But I appreciate, okay. I thought, I appreciate I thought I you giving it a giving it a go. All right. Uh this one I would I would be legitimately surprised if you hadn't at least heard of it. Okay. Uh Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union Wade, I guess, now, uh is in that, right? She's definitely in one of the bad boys. This is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yes. The big two. It's accurate. Uh, so, you know, they're in Miami. They're, you know. <laughs> the big two. The big two. Kind of an action comedy. She's not in the first one. She oh. might be in the second she, one. She's definitely in the second one. <laughs> I would know. I've spent a, lot, a fair amount of time on Gabrielle Union's IMDb sure, page. Sure. So Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, again, the big two. They're in Miami. <laughs> they're hanging out. Yep. Uh, crimes are being committed. So you haven't seen it, but you know basically exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it reminds me of uh, Too Fast, Too Furious in some ways, a movie that I have seen. Sure, yeah. Um, well, who, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's set in the South, set in Miami. And, yeah, you know, they bust up a drug ring. Mm-hmm. Um, comedy ensues. Comedy, yeah, hijinks ensue. <laughs> um, you know, there's probably a love interest, I would imagine. Uh, as there okay. typically is, might be might be a Kevin James cameo. Sure, um, <laughs> not in the, might, not not the be, first one. There might have been. Is that Hitch or is that Bad Boys? That's, um, yeah, that's yeah I, I knew you that. knew Hitch. And I just I knew the setting. Seen it. Okay, um, all right. Let's finish it out on top. All right, Rush Hour. All right, my man, C Money is back. Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> is Jackie Chan in this one? Bruce yeah, Lee. Yeah. Okay. Jackie yeah. Chan so. Is. I just 
does he run on some taxis? Is there a, a scene where he's running through, like he's like running on top of cars? There were probably a lot of stunts in this movie. Yeah, so it's a follow-up to the Karate Kid in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, Chris Rock goes to, I think it's, we'll say, Asia. And, you know, it, it's it's similar to Bad Boys in a lot of ways, really. You know, he's it, catching... A, it's a buddy cop. Right, a buddy thing. Yeah. You know, there's the there's a lot of, like, racial comedy. Sure. You You're know, like kind fish of... fish out of water stuff. Right, exactly. The yeah. language barrier type yeah. of thing, stuff like that. Um, yep. But, yeah, you know, yeah. and in, in the end... Uh, JC and, and CR end up kind well, of respecting you know each other. No, it's not Chris Rock. No? It's Chris Tucker. Oh. <laughs> Chris Tucker, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those two are. What are you, are, some kind of racist? Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are easily confused. Come on. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free. Only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.